So, okay. Welcome to Freedom Dreams Out Loud. This is a podcast put on by the Brooklyn Center Community Schools Equity Department, where we'll be talking to staff members, administrators, community members, uh, students, anybody who wants to be a part of a conversation of how to reimagine uh, what education is, how we create spaces of belonging, regardless of what your identity intersections are, and how to be uh, radical in that pursuit. So today we're going to be talking about what freedom means. Uh, But first, I just want to say where Freedom Dreams comes from. It comes out of the Afro-Surrealist tradition where Black folks across the African diaspora said that the only way to be free was to use a type of radical way of thinking and practicing that could create a world that did not yet exist. And Robin D.G. Kelly said that freedom dreaming is a critical part of the Black radical tradition. And so what we are going to try to do is create our own type of radical tradition modeled after some of the thinkers and theorists and practitioners who dare to be free. So the question today is, what does freedom mean to you? And we'll go around introducing ourselves and answering that question from our own vantage points. Thank you, Mona. Uh, this is Asha Omar. I'm the equity teacher at Brooklyn Center Elementary. Um, and this question for me is challenging um, mm. in many ways, just thinking about access to freedom um, and really what it is. Um, I think because it is something that not many people experience on the daily, it is a hard thing to define. I can articulate what freedom is not and what things limit my freedom, but to specifically describe what freedom is, is hard. Um, There is a book called Towards What Justice, and part of it, um, Angela Davis writes about how it's really hard to imagine a world without prisons because we are so accustomed to prisons being a part of our daily lives that to imagine a world without it is impossible. And I think that is where I'm at with freedom. It is something that because we don't experience it enough it's very hard to articulate Um, but that being said freedom if i had to come up with a definition is feeling seen being around people and spaces where you feel seen 
where you don't have to alter any aspects of your identity or positionality to feel like you belong in a space. And just feeling a sense of peace. Hmm. Dope. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good point about carceral logic, Asha. Uh, so I, I'd love to jump in on that. Uh, so my name is Ryan Odo. Uh, I am the coordinator for research and equity in the district. Um, and when I think about freedom, I think about it from the standpoint of narrative. Uh, and there's this thing in research called the Freedom Quest narrative, where essentially we are taught that freedom is possible uh, because progress is possible. And while we may not ever realize the ideal of progress or the ideal of freedom, we always strive toward it. Uh, and this type of investment in this narrative of progress uh, is actually a deep contradiction to the realities of the way the world has and continues to function, specifically in the ways that this narrative of progress encourages us to invest in feeling good about how we move through the world despite our investments in maintaining capitalism, racism, uh, heteropatriarchy, uh, and just general oppression. And so as we understand this paradox, it makes sense then to extend that to schools. And so while schools ideally can be sites of liberation, can be sites of resistance, and can be sites of working toward freedom, they were not designed for that express purpose. They were designed to separate, they were designed to oppress. And so when I think about freedom, I think about it as a move of resistance. I think about the ways that my own self-determination, what I choose to do, is bound to my ability to answer the question that Carla Shallaby asks in the, in the book Troublemakers, what are the responsibilities of free people? And back to the point that Asha made about the need to dream <clears throat> and the struggle to understand ourselves in relationship to prisons because we are inhibited in our imaginations, um, one of the responsibilities that I think about is how I need to dream and how can we be free if we don't know how to dream. So for me, dreaming is an act of resistance and a step toward freedom. Mm. I love that, Ryan. That actually really inspires me. Um, so, so I can go next. So um, Tom Parks, and I've been spending most of my time at the secondary equity teacher and um, so, Ryan, what you said made me think about this thing that when you and I were part of a ninth grade team together, um, that we, our, our PLC, would have conversations with students um, who may not have been in class or may have like not been turning in assignments across the board. And we started having questions of um, what does the student need? What is it that maybe they're missing? What... Um, how can we best support them? And we would, I remember <clears throat> inviting students in and having conversations of what would you want to do? And um, having these responses from students of, I don't know. And I think like now, several years removed from that, I don't think it's because students were incapable of dreaming something that, that they wanted to do. It was this, in, in a school, in this space with these teachers, what is possible? Like trying to imagine like what could be possible with, uh, 
with students. Um, and this podcast is definitely be recorded in the school, <laughs> as you can hear that in the background. I love that. Um, yeah, so so I guess this story of what does freedom mean to me, I, I fast forward a little bit of just where it's sitting with me right now. And that is um, trying to think of ways for students to imagine something that they could do so they can they can retell, they can recast not only what they learn, like in a, a specific content area, but how it is that they exist in this space. Um, something that's been new for me has been this learning of action and this learning of like building criticality um, and, and helping young people see that there is a, an opportunity to not only like read something or watch something or talk about something, um, <clears throat> so I, I'm thinking a lot about teachers right now, right? And, and my own teaching practice. Um, but also what do I do with that thing that I read or that thing that I watched or that thing that I talked about? Um, and can I gain skills to better understand how I actually can do something? So now like the, the dream and the freedom is an opportunity to recast this learning or this and the learning could be about oppression um, in a new way that actually imagines that oppression as something else and works against that oppression um, so yeah I appreciate the question what about you yeah, Nuhu? yeah so I, I never introduced myself I'm Nuhu um, uh, I go by he him his and I like to say that I am a maroon uh, and what I mean by that, I'm also the, the equity director for the district. But when I say maroon, I mean that I don't know where I come from. There's, I can't take an ancestry test that's going to tell me the village in West, East, North, Central, or Southern Africa that I come from, the language that my ancestors spoke. All of it is this amalgamation of different cultures and ways of being and thinking. And I'm talking about like within the African continent, because that's just how slavery worked. Put a bunch of people who probably don't speak the same language, come from the same place, have the same ideals or identities, and then ship them off. Uh, and who knows what happens from there. So I say that because what freedom means to me is this never-ending search of what I can't have. And that's my history back. I can't get that back, so I have to take up an ethic of always trying to find it. And what that, the road that that's led me down is to really hone in on the African diaspora and the, the figures in it who dreamed of freedom and who practiced freedom. I think about uh, Amilcar Cabral uh, and from West Africa. I want to say he was in the Ivory Coast uh, fighting against French colonialists. I think about Queen Nanny in Jamaica who fought against British colonizers. I think about Mansa Musa, who was one of the wealthiest figures in the world and propped up an entire European economy because he brought camels filled with gold all throughout Western Europe. I, th I think about the kingdoms of 
West Africa who practiced decentralized authority and said that if we need a problem solved, we'll tap into the, a community member who can do that. And that's how leadership will work. Mm. I think about people of color all over the world who it wasn't to weren't confined by slavery and racial capitalism, but they were practicing and being and communing through their indigenous ways that allowed everybody to thrive. Hmm. If when I think about when I think about freedom, I think about people, not not that there is no structure, not that there aren't any rules, but that everybody is a part of the consideration of what humanity should be. And we have about four or 500 years of that being actively worked against. And so like the Sankofa bird, I try to look back while I'm flying forward because there's always a model of how to um, practice freedom. And, and I put that side by side with practicing revolution, revolution of the mind and revolution of our praxis. Like we're in a school building right now that in every single way can be the most liberating place. And I think the people in the building desire to do that and make it so. But do they have the right mindset and the right just internal ethic to make it so that all these babies who are in here have a chance to feel what freedom is? And the opportunities to do it are vast, but the models of how to do it are few and far between, or they're just not examined. Like you, Asha, you mentioned toward what justice <clears throat> and Eve Tuck and Kei Wayne Yang have another article called Decolonization Isn't a Metaphor. Like we know if we look back at how societies treated each other, that practicing freedom and living in a way that was communal and reciprocal and not about um, taking all the nutrients, the best nutrients for yourself, but actively inviting people in. We know that stuff existed. And then settler colonialism and racial capitalism caused an interruption in that. But if we tap into the roots, then we can try to bring it back. And I know that's what we're trying to do here. So I guess that's a long way of saying for me, uh, freedom is something that if we pay close attention, we can see the glimmers of what it once was and we can grab a hold of that and pull it into the future with us, knowing that we have to design it for ourselves and we can't rely on other people to manufacture freedom. And we definitely can't rely on these outdated models of, uh, of what so-called um, liberation looks like, because usually it's based off something that didn't involve the people who need to be liberated. Mm -hmm. Well, if you uh, if you're listening and there's something you had interest in, um, you can check out links to our emails. Um, check it out. Yeah, come be with us. Dream Caribou. Oh, <laughs>